in this article we're going to post here, they're talking about they're doing like a reality TV series sponsored by Airbnb. Oh, and, and you okay. want to talk about genius marketing. Okay? Yeah, this for sure. Is, this is so smart. They hired 12 contestants people who they could follow around who were going to live in Airbnbs while getting their jobs done from anywhere in the country. Now, why is this amazing for Airbnb, the company? Well, obviously, people that even contemplated this reality are going, wait, I can just rent a house anywhere in the country? That looks super fun. Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. You're home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Coram. Recording live from our downtown Caldwell Spring Studios with our executive producer, Mr. Jonathan Winston. <laughs> What's up, Deal Hunters? What's up, Foreclosure Deals Coach family? We are here. And we are ready to get it going. I'm excited. So excited to be have you here, be back on the show, doing this darn thing as we do each and every single week right here on the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. You know, today we got this article discussing the surge amongst short-term rentals amongst remote hybrid workers. Now, I want you to imagine for a minute. You've got this like engineering job, right? Okay. And you're based out of Houston, Texas. Let's face it, it's Houston, Texas. Hey, right? man, I like Houston. Other than it being super spread out, the ladies down there is scrum diddly. Whoa, ease up, Tiger. Uh, just, oh, well, are you all right? Uh, you good? You're back in fantasy. Megan Thee Stallion. Take you out of fantasy land. <laughs> bring you back. I'm getting are a little hot in here, man. <laughs> okay. All right. So. You got this job with a company out of Houston. I don't know what they, that took a turn for the worse. Um, and they're like, hey, you know, you're working from home now, so you can kind of work from anywhere you want in the country. Well, let's face facts. Houston's dope, like, sometimes of the year with right. all the scrum dilly-umptious ladies and all that. But, like, parts of the year, Houston is not near as cool as, say, Colorado Springs, Colorado, right? So this new generation of hybrid workers, largely spurned by the coronavirus epidemic, where we learned how easy it was to keep employees on the clock, even if they weren't in the office, mm-hmm. has spurned this new generation of hybrid workers who can not only work from home, but can work from anywhere, Right. So this was huge for companies like Airbnb and VRBO. They actually in this article we're going to post here, they're talking about they're doing like a reality TV series sponsored by Airbnb. Oh, and, and you okay. want to talk about genius marketing. Okay? Yeah, for this, sure. this is so smart. They hired 12 contestants. People who they could follow around who were going to live in Airbnbs while getting their jobs done. From anywhere in the country. Now, why is this amazing for Airbnb, the company? Well, obviously, people that even contemplated this reality are going, wait, I can just rent a house anywhere in the country? That looks super fun. That looks like a bunch of fun, right? But it's also huge for those of us who are in the real estate investment space. Now, I have owned rental properties pretty much the beginning of my career. So I think we bought our first rental 
let's call it 12, 13 years ago, right, is when we first got into the rental game. We have 13 rentals in the portfolio right now. But recently, we've transitioned some of our rental properties into short-term rentals, Airbnbs, slash VRBLs. Now, we call them that because those are the websites that you list them on. Okay? They mean the same thing, just to explain. An Airbnb is the same thing as a VRBO. Uh, they just, they get, we name them that because basically they, they both fall into that category of short-term rentals, mm-hmm. right? And a short-term rental, as the name would indicate, is renting the property out for a short period of time to people who are traveling most of the time. You know, they come in for two or three days. And think about it. If you've got a large family, we've got one of our VRBOs that has six bedrooms, right? And so you got a large family. You're out here for a wedding or grandpa's birthday or whatever it is, and you're trying to transport 12 to 14 people. Well, you got a couple of options. Option one would be you could rent. If each hotel room sleeps two, you could rent seven hotel rooms, Right mm. at an average nightly rate of let's say one fifty to two hundred bucks a night, mm. you just hit fourteen hundred bucks a night. Right. Option two is you can rent one of my big ass houses. All of you could sleep in the same place. In, in addition to that being far more cost effective, the, the mm-hmm. cost of the house I'm referring to right now is six to seven hundred dollars a night. Right now, in the uh, up season, it spikes to. Uh, 800 to 1,000 a night, but today's market, you're about six or seven a night. So it's half what you would have spent on hotel rooms, but also you're getting the greater family experience, which, you know, that's bittersweet to be honest with you when I'm on vacation. The last (laughs) thing I want to do is kick it with family, but I understand the benefit of that. Right. Um, but also got to think about meals, right? If you got to take those 14 people out to dinner at red lobster, Right, average plate twenty dollars a person times fourteen people. You're blowing another three four hundred dollars a night mm-hmm. per meal. Whereas these Airbnbs have kitchens. You can go buy food from the grocery store, and the little right. Bobby could be whining about, "I want pizza." Like, well, we gonna make pizza at home, mm-hmm. little Bobby. DiGiorno, right? Because we already spent seven hundred dollars a night on this. We don't need to get. You can get DiGiorno. It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. Get used to that. <laughs> go back to your room. That's not actually your room, but only for this The room that you're borrowing, right? (laughs) So from a large family transport perspective, it's just a very highly logical thing, right? We'll now transcend that into the new remote workplace, as this article goes into, and Airbnb is talking to people and going, these Airbnbs will offer these huge discount rates. If you book, instead of booking per night, you book for the entire month, it is still more, in most cases, you could rent a place for on a normal lease-type lease. Right. But you've got this geographic freedom, which is one of those things I talk to my coaching students about. See, the three freedoms we're going for, financial freedom, which is kind of obvious, having more money than you need to cover your bills, right? right. That's the general goal of real estate investors. The next one is Time freedom, being able to do what you want when you want with your time, right? And that's a tougher one to come by because generally speaking, your job or a number of other things, even in my case, I own a business, but the business still takes up a lot of my time. I don't have full-time freedom yet, right? And the final freedom you're looking to gain is geographic freedom, where when it's bitter freaking cold like it is right now in Colorado Springs, Colorado, I'm looking out the window and it's snowing like a banshee right now and I'm not feeling all that snow, (laughs) Like, I'd rather be anywhere else. Well, I could just rent, I could hop on Airbnb right now and go, I could be in Phoenix, Arizona, getting my work done from any remote location. Airbnb's plans to capitalize that on a very large scale. So today's show is about going over how to prepare your Airbnbs for this new remote worker. Okay. 
situation, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Because you want to build out, and I'll tell you, this is hugely beneficial because certain areas, you might have an HOA, like some of my properties are HOAs, and you always got uh, the one dude, like the older couple of the HOA, who got nothing to do. Stop snitching, Eugene. <laughs> Man. You know Eugene too? That dude, man. I'm going to find him. I'm going to find him. <laughs> but Eugene's got nothing better to do but report your short-term rental activities, stopping you from using your private property rights to make a bunch of money on Airbnbs. But what Eugene don't know, doesn't know. Sorry, I'm trying to, I can be a little less sluggish. <laughs> now nah, I'm calming down. I got excited. I'm good now. <laughs> that Eugene, he gets you riled up, man. <laughs> Eugene pisses me off, man. What Eugene doesn't know is that most HOAs allow for 30-day rentals at minimum, right? It's still short-term in a sense because you're not signing a one- or two-year lease, but these HOAs don't usually have restrictions that go below 30 days. So this is awesome, but you have to make sure that your potential tenant has a house that is designed for their remote working capabilities. And if you can set that up, we have booked several full month-long, 30-day, sometimes two- or three-month rentals. And again, going back to the benefit to the worker, if, they're, if they can work from anywhere, why not be in Hawaii Man. for a couple months, right? If the job is cool with it, you know, and you're not trying to be in Colorado while it's snowing like crazy, this is a huge opportunity. So we're going to go over just a couple of things that obviously, I mean, you should know obviously that these things are going to need, but I want to go into it because if you can set your Airbnb short-term rentals up as remote worker enabled, that's one more checkbox you put on your Airbnb list, and that's going to attract a higher income that you can get from a normal monthly rental while doing the same amount of work, which is practically nothing for a rental because you're only turning it over every 30 days or you know 30 to 60 days, and you're still getting that higher dollar rate, okay? So let's start at the top. The biggest one here is going to be internet access. Why is this remote thing working? Why is it functional? Well, now we can hop on a Zoom call, yeah. right, and have a conversation. Jonathan and I have actually done several, during coronavirus specifically, we were doing a lot of our recordings yeah, over Zoom. via Zoom. Yeah. Right, because we still wanted to have that FaceTime, that interaction. A lot of this show, you can't see it, but it's me making faces at him or throwing stuff or flicking right. him off or whatever. Right? <laughs> How we, rude! We, and we need that though. Yeah. We need that interaction. It is a little rude, but like we need that. And if you're trying to telework, which is what they're calling the remote working space, your boss wants to see that you put a shirt on this morning. <laughs> That's gonna be good. He may not be able to see if you got pants on or not. Don't stand up. Right. But he needs to know that you got dressed somewhat to go to work today because that's going to be a sign of productivity, right? Apple, the Apple Corporation is something like 85 or 90% remote work right now. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? You got all these high level engineers and salespeople and this multi billion dollar company that though they have a massive and awesome campus, very few of their employees actually go to the office every single day because they knew it was better for quality of life. They knew it was better for getting the right employees who prefer to work from home. And they also know that this remote worker thing from all over the world is going to take off, right? So they were planning ahead for that, right? So hugely important that you've got good internet access. Now, you can go to Comcast, Xfinity, CenturyLink, and all of them got that entry-level we just call it the cheap-ass package. Don't play yourself. Don't do that to yourself, right? Because now your, your Zoom conversation is like, well, I started the report, but I, it got, it, it got, it, it got, right? And we had that problem, did we not? We mm-hmm. were trying to do our Zoom calls where we were constantly breaking up. We weren't getting the level of, of uh, quality that we really needed to have a solid conversation. 
right? So step one is you're going to want to splurge a little bit on your internet access, right? You don't have to buy the top tier one gigabyte per second package that gamers need to take on, you know, the planet Orion and, and rescue the princess from the tower and all that stuff. But you are going to need the upper grade internet package, okay? So don't cheap out on the internet, players. Come on. Right. And, you know, you know, if you know anything about Internet, that to some degree, you know, that, that cheap one they offer is never quite good enough to stream and do that kind of thing. So upgrade a little bit there. OK, the next thing you're going to need, and it's kind of along the lines of the, the Internet thing, is a really strong Wi-Fi signal. Right. You could put it at one desk space. and You could have them hardwire. But let's face it, as remote workers, part of the reason we want to work from remote is because we want to hop in bed and get that yeah. report. We want to do that TPS report from the bedroom or anywhere else, right? Exactly. Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. One of the things we talk about on the show is the importance of great foreclosure data and helping you to find a great deal on a foreclosure property. But where do you find this data? You're certainly not going to find it on Realtor.com. You can't get it on your local MLS. So we have partnered with data provider Foreclosures.com to get you the latest and greatest in foreclosure listings right there in your local market. These properties are not hit the market in most cases, and when they have been foreclosed, gives you easy access to find out more detail so you can get the best deal on a foreclosure property. Getting started is super easy. Head on out to foreclosuredealscoach.com and click on the link labeled foreclosure list. Enter your zip code for a free seven-day trial of the best foreclosure listing data available in your local market. These properties are not even on the market yet, so you can get a jump on them and get a great deal. Once again, this is Donnie Corm, your foreclosure deals coach. We'll look forward to seeing you there. Lounging on the chase. Right. Yeah. Right. Or out on the deck. Yeah. Right. Or on the beach. Or wherever your property has to be located. So you want to, again, don't cheap out on not just your internet coming into the property, but the Wi-Fi signal needs to be tight. Now, one way to make sure that's good is there are consultants out there, they're relatively inexpensive, that will go through your property and find the dead zones for you. Hmm. Okay? And so you can get a signal, you can you can buy one, but you're probably not gonna do this enough. But you can buy a signal strength meter. Um, you can walk around the property and see where any potential dead spots. The whole house does not need to be hot for internet, okay? They're probably, if they are doing work from the bathroom, their boss is not going to appreciate that as much, right? <laughs> and you're probably going to lose a couple laptops that way. But try to think ahead on where they're going to want it. The backyard, if you've got one, mm-hmm. the patio, right? Outdoor. Imagine being able to get your work done, but you're sitting outside. This is a quality of life question, right. okay? And if you're providing that quality of life to these tenants in your Airbnb, you're going to be super happy. I've had situations where they're going to, they're supposed to stay for a month month they're like man your house is dope we're getting a lot of stuff done anyway mm-hmm. and you have it booked for next month i'm like no you know like you can have it next month too and they stay longer because you're providing that service so internet and wi-fi is critical okay from there you just want to make a work safety environment i put desks in all of our airbnbs that we're trying to do this with i put a workspace in there i put in large monitors i'm not this may be the expenses too much for you but i put in two 40 inch monitors let's face it monitors are dirt cheap right now yeah 
right? You can get a nice 42-inch monitor, which is way too big. You're probably 30s is probably more sufficient, but I put 40s in mine because I like to work on big screens when I'm trying to get a big project done, right? Mm-hmm. They, you just put the uh, either the USB-C input for Macs or an HDMI input for most computers will do just fine. That's going to feed those monitors. Now they can plop their laptop down. I don't necessarily advise providing the computer itself. Okay, most of these remote workers are bringing their own devices, but having the, the mouse or the docking station where the mouse can plug in and the keyboard, the full-size keyboard can plug in and the monitors can make a critical element. You can really advertise that this is designed to help your remote workers. Okay, And, of course, the rest of the amenities that go to an Airbnb. You want to provide for guest services like your laundry facilities need to be on point. You want to provide a washer and dryer. Keep in mind they're living and working in this space, so it needs to be as turnkey as possible. And you got to think very much like a hotel. You got to think more like a concierge service that's designed for somebody. And just, you know, you were living in the property. A lot of cases, most of my Airbnbs were prior houses I lived in. So they're already set up with the, the necessary furnishings, the spoons, the knives, things of that nature. Make sure all that's well dialed in. But also, really get into the guest services side. We provide a guidebook. It's digital. We provide a guidebook where I recommend restaurants nearby. We're a pretty heavy MMJ marijuana community. Mm-hmm. So I offer them the dispensaries that I go to a list of places you can get you know the proper amount the right weed here in town right right and and people laugh it off but i'm telling you it's an amenity that people really appreciate hey it saved me a bunch of time trying to find a recreational dispensary because otherwise you gotta get your medical card which is not that hard to do but it takes more time recreational is just easier treat your properties like a a working hotel you ever been to a hotel and you got the business center downstairs in the lobby there the printers Mm -hmm. and all that stuff you don't need a printer anymore because ain't nobody printing anything anymore right and a fax machine is like for what 1995 call they want their fax machine back (laughs) right but there are things you can provide if you treat this like you and you have your own business center inside of your airbnb you will make more money on that because you're appealing to a different clientele that honestly is in the very early stages of, of of what that that's going to become and airbnb is trying to lead the charge on that and i can't wait to see this reality tv series and people who work from home and they're using other people's Airbnbs to do that. I think that's going to be incredible. Now, let's talk about the economics on it, okay? Here in Colorado Springs, the average single-family rental is currently going for about $2,000 to $2,500. Denver, I imagine, uh, is more than that, though, right? I mean, yeah. you imagine single-family probably three now? Yeah, I can definitely see that. I mean, I was uh, I follow a couple of, um, like, apartment locator yeah. things on Instagram, and I— Pretty sure I saw something for five thousand dollars on yeah. one of their the, something that they're uh, advertising. I'm like, I don't know if that's what I. I don't know if that's the property I would advertise. That doesn't look appealing to me. But well, but to the right person, it might. Yeah. Especially if it's set up fully as an Airbnb. You got to keep in mind, some people are are building their vacation into their work schedule, right? That's true. So they may not drop five G's a month as normal rent because that strikes me as high. I mean, that, that seems like a lot. But if they're only going to be in your property for three months, they may have mm-hmm. built their vacation into that work show. They're not officially even taking a vacation. Right. It's just after I get done doing my stuff, I get to go do a lot of cool things in this area that I live in. Exactly. So I don't think that if you were going to get 2200 maybe 2500 a month for a monthly rental on an unfurnished house, I can tell you you will comfortably get thirty five to 4000 a month for that exact same property as a full month of Airbnb. Right? Mm-hmm. And let's do the math on why. Whereas you probably would have gotten 150 maybe $200 a night 
Multiply that times the month, that would have been 4500 to 6000 But because they're booking the entire month, Airbnb gives you the option to offer a monthly discount, taking them down from the six Gs they would have paid for that down to four to five grand. It still seems like a lot, but when you give them the ability to work from that environment, they don't have to take time off from their job. I can promise you people are adding their vacation money into it. I've also seen that because companies are not having to spring for larger office space, right? They can downscale their offices. Commercial is suffering in a lot of markets right now because large companies are going, we don't need 20,000 square foot of workspace anymore because a lot of our people are now working from home and only coming into the office very sparingly. They're giving that back to the employee as like home office stipends, right? And I I got a buddy who's getting that right now. He's getting an extra $1,200, $1,500 a month. Oh, wow to fund his home office, pay for his internet, pay for all those systems that he's got to get at the home, right? And they're adding it to his salary. I think we're going to see a lot more of that as a perk for companies who are realizing getting good people is even easier when they can stay home and work from home with their kids and their family, and more importantly, work from anywhere in the country they want to be at the moment, right? So if that twelve to $1,500 coming from the employer offsets the four or even five grand a month, you know, they're already paying 2000 3000 a month anyway. Right. Now they're building in vacation prices, and you're seeing home swaps, like companies that are setting up where you can swap homes. Like, you want to work or live in Colorado. I live in Houston, right? Why don't you okay. take my place for a while, ah. and I'll take your place for a while. Pretty cool. Right? And so these home swap sites are setting up all over. And the important thing is when they get there, your property's got to be equipped for the work-from-home person who's going to need that faster internet, the more powerful Wi-Fi, the amenities. They're going to want to live and breathe inside your amenity. I want to take one more step further with that. we got to talk about transportation, right? Okay. If you couple your Airbnb business, which we also have a Turo business. Now, for those who don't know, a Turo is basically Airbnb for cars, Right. Private party car rentals. Now, you may not want to at least I'm not going to leave like my Ferrari or something. I don't have a Ferrari yet, but I'm working on that. Right. I'm not going to leave the keys to my Ferrari. Go, you can rent that out. If you can encompass and I've seen certain Airbnbs that are offering this where they're leaving the car as well. Yeah. Right. So they're adding, you know, maybe making an extra thousand a month even. And you've got a rental car built into that rental payment. So now you've got transportation, you've got all your amenities, you've got your high-speed internet, a work-from-home office space, and all of it's encompassing. This translates into a lot of dollars because you are only going to get $2,000, $2,200 a month for this property. Now you're getting three, four, maybe five grand a month, not dealing with HOAs. Eugene can't complain because you can just show him I got a one-month lease, get off my property, bounce player, <laughs> right? So you're covering all those bases and you're providing an additional source of income. I got to tell you guys, you need to be looking into this for your short-term and long-term rentals. If you were making two, $300 a month on a rental, you don't have to do that anymore. Furnish that bad boy real nice, set it up work from home and start advertising on the short-term rental sites, Airbnb, booking.com, VRBO. I think we're going to see a huge shift in people who are not going to own homes at all but they're just going to bounce randomly from BRBO to VRBO. Airbnb to Airbnb. And I'll be fair, as I say that, I get excited because that's ultimately the life I want to lead. Like I want to own properties to provide a source of income so I can be where I want to be. But do I want to own properties to live in it? Uh, It's sketchy now, right? Yeah. Grant Grant Cardone, like big famous real estate investor, lives in a rental. He owns real estate, a ton of it. Right. Right, but he says that you should rent where you live 
and own the places you use it in investments. And it created this huge ripple effect on the internet. Oh, that's crazy. Why would you rent if you own property? That's stupid. What's stupid is, is sleeping in your most valuable asset. When you could be leveraging it to, to make money. Way, make way more money. Right. And living somewhere else and somebody else is paying for you to be there. Yeah. Right. As it sits today, I make about six to seven thousand a month on rental income. Right. If I find an Airbnb somewhere that I like on a beach, because that's where I'd rather be right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's even four thousand. We were in Mexico, Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Gorgeous deck, this balcony overlooking the ocean. Right. Two bedroom, two bath condo. Internet access was stable, not great. But that's changing, too, where, you know, Tesla's releasing a satellite based Internet supposed to be out sometime uh-huh. next year. You've got Viasat, a couple. So right now, with a really remote location, it's hard to get Internet access. But so it had OK Internet. I don't know if I would have trusted it to be a mobile worker. Right. Right. But generally speaking, it was such a cool location and I can kind of work what I want. So it wasn't as big of a deal. But you want to make sure that's dialed in. Right. That you can brag about your Internet speeds because I called him. I was like, well, we're paying 200 bucks a night. Right. Yep. How much would it be if we just wanted to stay for a month? And he's like, thirty five hundred. And like he, he thought this was really atrociously high number. I'm going, man, for thirty five hundred a month, I would never. <laughs> I'm here. Right. I'll rent back, rent my place out here, back in Colorado Springs, mm-hmm. at a profit to a mobile worker, perhaps. Right. Right. And I'm living out here, and they're offsetting a lot of the cost of my rent. It's a great deal. You see what I'm saying? The world is changing. You want to wrap around it. And one of the ways that you build the three freedoms we're looking for, economic, you know, money freedom, time freedom, geographic freedom, is by providing passive income. This is a way to provide that geographic freedom to somebody else and give you the economic money freedom that you need to keep building your empire. Right? So you buy deals, you set them up as corporate rentals. And you're solving a bunch of problems all simultaneously. It's an awesome opportunity. I'm so excited about the future that's going to hold. And that's our show for today. You know, it's kind of a short and sweet one, but I really wanted to go over it. It's an awesome time to be looking at your portfolio and seeing which properties based on HOA restrictions or city restrictions or whatever can turn into short-term rentals. They're a lot more lucrative. They're definitely more work. But if you're renting a monthly out to remote workers like Airbnb wants you to, I think you're going to find it's going to be a great profit center for you and allow you to travel the world as you want to and live the life that you want through real estate investing. With that, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. Thank you for tuning in each and every week to the foreclosure deals coach podcast and reminding you once again, don't buy a house, buy a deal. Want more of the Foreclosure Deals Coach? Hit subscribe and stay tuned for more of the mindset, methodology, and tools you'll need to invest in foreclosures. Visit foreclosuredealscoach.com and text DEAL to get a list of foreclosures in your area.